Blackwell Roundtable. I'm going to hit this button because it's calling out to me. And this is how we're going to start the show. <laughs> I had no clue what was going to happen, but it wasn't that. <laughs> so the software that we use to record the podcast is updated. And I kind of like just noticed it as I was hitting the record button. And there are all these like buttons up here. Can you guys see these or is it just on my end? Mm-hmm. I no, think it's just on your end. Okay, great. So I'm gonna What's funny? Please <laughs> I'm absolutely gonna keep that in. There's like four buttons up here. Okay, so that was that was drum. That was that. Okay. Okay, this one says intro outro. Ooh, we sound serious, like we NPR. It happens when men die. We'll find out now. <laughs> no, because that's exactly that's exactly what it sounds like. Like we're about to open up an episode of 2020. Oh my gosh! Ooh, look at us sounding like a real podcast. Okay, now they. <laughs> this, this is fun. This is a good time. This one is called Dramatic Piano. Ooh, this is like a true crime podcast. I was yes. thinking. I was this thinking. Is, the, the juicy details of the story. Okay, <clears throat> Janine had a smile that lit up a room, and she and her husband were wed at the age of 25. But what happens when a perfect marriage turns sour? Tonight on 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> still wins with what happens when men die. <laughs> Tune in right I, now. Honestly, you know, I'm over here like, what does happen? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me more. Oh, oh, okay, we got one more. This one's called Ballpark. Okay, well that that's... Very on, on, on <laughs> on ballpark. Why would you need that, though? Right. <laughs> For a generic podcast sound. Right. Just as like everybody needs access. To you know what? One. I'm determined to find the purpose for it though. You know, I was thinking that I was going to be like, it's going to be a moment tonight where I'm going to be like, cue the ballpark. Because <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, on a special edition of Black Girl Roundtable, I will I will give Jelena and Asha permission. If you feel like you need any of them sound effects, let me know. And I will cue them up just for you. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Dana. I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. And this podcast is Jokes, also known as Black Girl Roundtable. That was funny. Uh, How are y'all feeling today? That was the laugh I needed. That I was just about to say, I needed that laugh. I needed (laughs) it. You know, sometimes my my small attention span comes in handy, but I wasn't going to be able to sit here for the next hour and some change and not press these buttons. And I'm so glad that you did. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that is a lovely way for us to go ahead and segue into what's trending. Um, So I think that 
Hmm. I'm looking at our topics today, and I think that we'll we'll start low and we'll 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 raise ourselves up higher. Um. So first thing I think we should talk about is this damn cursed state that I live in, Florida. Oh yeah. Oh down something. Yeah. Until I can leave. First of all, at the time of recording, it is Monday, March twentieth, and. They are planning to do something allegedly, allegedly, allegedly on March 21st with Trump and an arrest. And people are like planning to make a fortress around Mar-a-Lago. And I live in the capital. So some shit is always popping off here. Like they're going to do any fucking thing. Um, So that is a thing in and of itself. But the real meat and potatoes we need to talk about is this damn legislation that is on the floor. Um, so HB 999, if you haven't heard, is um, a bill introduced by Representative Alex Andrade, I think is how you say it, but whatever, big fuck you to you, um, that essentially makes a bunch of changes to all public institutions in the state of Florida. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I used to work for a public institution in the state of Florida, so I know a little bit too much about this, unfortunately. Um, and essentially, Anything in the realm of diversity, equity, and inclusion would be removed from those campuses. And so that includes faculty, it includes staff, it includes a student organization, it includes classes, um, and just a bunch of other things. And so some of those things would that would be removed would include women and gender studies, um, DEI, and social justice um, uh, programs, um, programs like social work could possibly be up for jeopardy because those programs have a big focus in equity, um, sociology as well. Um, it would, um, remove any courses involving critical race theory or intersectionality. Um, and it would get rid of a lot of student organizations that provide safety nets for students within their college year, uh, their college years, such as, um, Pride Student Union, Black Student Union, um, all National Pan-Hellenic Council Greek organizations, so any D9 organizations that you're familiar with would be gone. Um, any type of multicultural Greek letter organizations would be gone. Um, any type of DEI programming related to specific majors, so STEM, healthcare, nursing, all gone. Um, wow, what else? I wish I was done, but I'm not. Um, any faculty hired by those institutions would have to be approved by the Board of Trustees, which is entirely made up of governor-appointed members for each public institution. Um, and it essentially would just turn Florida into a huge, big old cesspile of fascism. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know I have very extensive, very lengthy thoughts about this I've been posting about this on my personal Instagram and I'll certainly share some of what I said there here but I don't want to say how do you feel because duh but like what are your kind of initial reactions to just this bullshit what is the end goal like what right what do you what are what are they looking to gain like what are you looking to get from this that I, I, I like i get like in the grand scheme of things which are gonna like what they're aiming to do but it's just like what why like are you that threatened by people of color that you are literally going to take like you can't have a student organization like what the fu- what 
Like it just makes no sense to me. Right. It's we have bigger issues to deal with. And this this is what you want to spend your time on. Right. And and I think it's because they know that we have bigger issues and that we have bigger issues because of them. So they want to make sure that we are so bogged down by trying to get the bare minimums in terms of academics and education and and equity and equality that and, and, and just information, right, that we need that they're like, how can we take, you know, something so baseline as in education and just ruin it, right? And so I was reading some of this and I think that people need to be very one they need to be very aware of what's going on to, to be like what's at risk i'm looking at some of like the things that are at risk you have theory of african-american studies black women in america um you have introduction to, to physical anthropology and prehistory these are some of the courses at risk i'm just women in literature bioethics philosophy of race class and gender Gender and religion, religion, race, and ethnicity, um, topics on like Buddhism, sociality of sex, gender, social pro like different social problems, um, classes that don't necessarily and to make this very clear, all these classes are teaching history and are teaching lessons on ethics and sociology. They are not teaching, they're not opinion based. They are fact-based. They are they, they these these things have been studied for years. If it sway, if the truth sways to one side, the truth simply sways to one side. Exactly. And that just is what it is. And that's what frightens them that they are not on the side of rightness and truth. That is re- that's really what this is about. And they know that. They know that white supremacy is wrong but it helps them out and they know this. And like yeah. Julian said, what is the angle here? Because maybe this is just me and my la la land dreaming, but I think that even if you, if you give these fascists a good, maybe even five years, right? It's going to have to be turned around some way. It's going to be turned around some way. So you have a good five years to then be, to then be your part of history is being the villain in the next 100, the next a thousand years is that you are now the villain in the story. Like DeSantis, you're not coming out of this clean. Um, Andre, what's his, um, Alex, uh, Alex Andrade, you're not coming out of this clean and looking like the victor in any sense of the word. I don't care how many times you quote Martin Luther King, whatever. I don't care. Um, I also just want to make a quick note to the podcast boys and the people arguing about 50, 50, 50 dates and what women should or should not be doing, what, what gay people should or should not be doing, what trans folks should or should not be doing. I wish you know, we have way bigger fish to fry than your imaginary gay agenda, than your imaginary, you know, what you think what a group is doing to your kids or whatever people are actually trying to to cause harm to children i would prefer that a drag queen read to my child in a library than the representative trying to take books educational books out their classroom 
an actual library. It is it has truly been like a clusterfuck of bullshit like over the past four to six months in the state of Florida and something I think that is really dangerous for people who don't live in the state. And I'll even, like, I have to put myself on that chopping block too. Like prior to me living here, I was absolutely a part of that demographic that I was like, oh, Florida will be Florida. Florida is so backwards. It's this, it's that. Um, And even to some extent, like the South in general, but something that I've learned a lot about living and working here, there's, there's a couple of angles that I can kind of like take from this. So from a clearly kind of financial upward mobility of like marginalized communities situation as a florida resident it is dirt cheap to attend a top-ranked public institution and get a degree tuition in-state tuition at florida state is less than six thousand dollars a year a year in addition to that the florida lottery funds a very comprehensive in-state scholarship for Florida students. And so if you have heard of something called Bright Futures, every time somebody buys a lottery ticket, a portion of that money goes towards funding for students to attend in-state institutions at a reduced cost. And so if you get a certain GPA, a certain test score, and you commit uh, or complete a certain amount of community service hours, you get that scholarship. The highest tier of that scholarship and the requirements are, they're not low, but they're you know, they're not ridiculous, um, but the highest tier of that scholarship, you get your tuition fully covered for four years of school. And if you oh, finish wow. your and if you finish your undergraduate studies early, you can use a portion of that funding towards a graduate program in the same state. It's a great deal. And it has over the years as the population of the state of Florida has changed, directly contributed to the upward mobility of black and brown communities within the state of Florida. Most of the major institutions in the state of Florida are are close to being um, 25% Hispanic and Latine um, for their student population. And so now we have all these changes in policies that strip away a lot of the programming and the safety nets that makes these students feel like not only can I afford to go to school, but it's safe for me to go to school. And so what are they going to do? They're going to leave the state. They're unfortunately going to have to rack up a lot of student debt and resources in order to be able to get the education that they deserve. And then financially, we're set back. We had a whole crop of students that were primed to leave school with no debt. And how, you know, Florida was, whether they intended to or not, kind of addressing a lot of the student financial crises that were happening within the state. And now they are directly putting black and brown students in a position to be at risk for that. Um, Even myself, as somebody who returned to the state, um, my grand, both of my grandparents did their degrees in the state of Florida. My grandmother did hers at FAMU. My grandfather did his at Edward Waters College, bachelor's and master's degree. The Florida education system has directly tied to the upward mobility of my family. Um, And it allowed for me to be able to go to college and to, you know, to have that education level and to make more money, which we all know directly, you know, pulls us out of poverty. And so to be in this situation now, again, um, where people are being pushed out of the state, it's like the, the state is, is forcing students to kind of give up or withdraw on, on what they, have here and kind of their birthrights to the state. I think it's, I don't think it's too much of a reach to say it's the fact that I got a a degree fully paid for from an institution that my grandmother wasn't even allowed to step foot on. That's as close to reparations as she may see in her lifetime. 
her, both of her grandchildren fully paid degrees on on Florida's dime at a state that pushed her out. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage everybody to to not write off Florida. There's a lot of good people and good programming, a lot of good Black folks here that are mm-hmm. doing the work. And if we were to pay attention to the work that was being done and not the nonsense that is often pushed out about Florida, we would see a lot of innovative ways we could really shape this country. I don't understand why that Bright Futures program is not implemented throughout the rest of the United States. Yeah, in it's a, it's a great program. I think it's very brilliant. Um, I hate to give Florida credit for every, anything, but here you go. Um, and then also just like, especially those of us who are from the Northeast, the West Coast, like the, the great migration is not as far in the distant past as I think a lot of us think it is. And mm-hmm. to now live here and kind of see the remnants of that um, and really kind of like have that awakening and that reckoning moment that like my grandparents are from the great you know we're products of the great migration like both of them like yeah I always say like oh like you know my family's from New York we're from Boston we're from Jersey but my mom's side of the family is from West Virginia and my dad's side of the family is from Florida like we have ownership and claim to the space here and so just I really encourage everybody to to pay attention what's happening here because we're not only going to forfeit the people who currently live here, we're going to forfeit a lot of our birthright and our our opportunity to kind of come back and reclaim some of our history if we continue to let this legislation go through. So I know I was chatting for a minute there, but I just felt like as a as a resident and as a former employee of the state, like that was really important to say. And just, uh, you know, um, a reminder that FAMU, um, historic HBCU, of course, which is kind of like historic, historic look, HBCU, FAMU, very popular HBCU, is a public college. It is. And so all of that would go away at Florida AM. And so I don't know what Florida I don't know what FAMU would be in terms of a school without very integral programs. There might, and I don't want to put into existence, but just think of this as a dire situation as to they're trying to get rid of FAMU. I mean, that's essentially what it is. In my professional opinion, like not even joking as like an HBCU graduate, in my strictly professional opinion, if this legislation went through and it stuck, FAMU would be closed within six years. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's not like, like this is, this is that, it's getting to that level. Where they're, they're already trying- going to be hurt in enrollment because they're 20% out of state, which is that they have the highest percentage of out of state students out of all the public institutions within the state of Florida because of their history. And so now they're already going to lose a lot of that enrollment within the next two years because as a Black parent, I wouldn't send my student to Florida. And that's fair. And so the in-state students are now going to lose that incentive to attend as well. They'll be closed. They won't be able to keep their enrollment. And because their enrollment will be down, they won't be able to afford, not academic criteria, but it's a key difference, they won't be able to afford to keep their accreditation very similar to the situation that Bennett was in, and they will close. And that is a, a direct attack against the Black community. Exactly. And as you and as you know, a lot of these classes that we just talk, I just talked about and just let, read to you, a lot of those classes are taught at FAMU. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the purpose for our, our colleges was to teach us not only about just to teach us in our different, to keep get us prepared for life in our different fields and everything, but to teach us about our history, to teach us to, to in, exactly. And so if we're taking that away, 
people are not going to want to send their kids to a school where they can't even to an HBC where they can't even learn about their own history. Um, and where, and again, D9, D9, wake up. Like, I mean, if you haven't already, if you are asleep now, wake up. This, get up. This affects us. Get up. Lifelong this commitment. So, this is, you know, and I know people are asking, well, what can I do? You could talk to your local legislation to just how you, as someone who maybe not live, live in Florida, um, can support the different um, grassroots um, and the different legislation um, that is against HB 999 and how that can be disbanded. Remember um, that there's rumors that DeSantis will run for president in, um, I don't know if he's running for in 2024, but there's rumors that he will be running for president. Um, and so I know you're like, well, Oh, we're voting does nothing. If not, if, if enough of us vote, um, and, and I'm not saying Joe's our best choice, but if enough of us vote, we won't get DeSantis. As That's a Florida resident, you don't Ooh. want DeSantis. You do not y'all want that man. Y'all think Trump was bad? This man is, and I'm not saying this is a compliment. You, We should be fearful in a way that yes. we haven't been before. He is effective. Yeah. He knows policy. He knows how the system works. He knows how to do the the networking and the schmoozing among politicians and corporations to get the financial backing and the resources that is needed to get elected and to get this policy through. In the same time that we're dealing with this bill, there were 30 OBGYNs petitioning against the near total abortion ban that they now have on the floor as well. This is all happening concurrently. And so it's so it's really upsetting because I feel like the people who live in Florida, there's so much happening right now. We can't even keep up. Right. What protests do we show up to? Who do we donate to? Like we, our resources are limited. And so we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do I fight for education resources or do I fight for, you know, human rights as a woman? There's right. also another bill on the floor that would disallow disabled people who have been victimized in car crashes or medical issues to be able to request certain funds and compensations from their insurance companies. All of this shit is on the floor right now. And if you think that this will not be kicked up to the federal level, you're a day late and a dollar short. It's, it's yeah. That's, right. that's the main point. Don't think that just because it's happening in one place that it can't help happen elsewhere. It will exactly. absolutely happen and mm-hmm. is. People are literally copying and pasting the legislation and the and the bills from Florida, razzle dazzling them for their state of choice, and they're getting them on the floor. Look at Tennessee. That was a carbon copy of Florida's yep. "Don't Say Gay" bill. Right. They changed like what four sentences? If that. He is laying the blueprint for he's laying the blueprint for widespread fascism right and that's why he's like he's coming for the entire american system to do so as well very much um and this is not like no doomsday stuff this is not no conspiracy stuff this is literally happening right now right in front of you DeSantis is very good at tugging at the heartstrings of of racism in america um and it is way more around you than you think it is Listen, and the last thing I'll say before we move on, D9, step up. 
like truly, truly step up because some of the mm-hmm. oldest established chapters in our nation are in the state of Florida and you should not mm-hmm. let them go by the wayside. And some of the most effective chapters in our country are in the state of Florida. The work mm-hmm. that these people do down here is unmatched. They run circles Black around Church. all of us. Yes. And so please, please, please support these kids. Remember how instrumental your college experience was to you. And please preserve that at institutions like FAMU and at institutions like Florida State and UF and, and you know, um, University of North Florida, all of them. Most of the 23 institutions, I think, in the state are public. Like, don't let all that go. Um, and let's stop before I get too emotional yes. and freak out because right. I'm also thinking about my students that are still there. And it really stresses me out. So... Black yeah. churches all step up. That's all. Black churches, you Correct. know what you do. That's um, all. <laughs> okay. Um, moving moving right along, let's move to um, a little bit of a lighter topic um, and just do a quick recap of the 2023 Oscars. Um, so about a week and a half ago, the Oscars passed. And of course, some people that we don't care about won some awards that we don't care about. But there were some um, great, great wins. Um, first, let's start with the good. Um, Ruth Carter. Is that her last name? Did I make that up? I believe so. Yeah, no, you don't. Ruth yeah. Carter. Ruth Carter. Okay, so Ruth Carter um, became the first Black woman to win two Academy Awards. Um, both of those awards are for her outstanding costuming work on Black Panther and also uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So pew, 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 congratulations, Ruth. Congratulations, Soror. Pace yes. first. Ew, ew. Um, but you know, I'm not going to stay there too long. I think we should put the ballpark here. Death. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. Go, Ruth. <laughs> I'm gonna another. I'm gonna another, oh, another thing for it, but yes, <laughs> yes, we got, we got, we got a couple of sounds, y'all. You know, rack your brain. Um, oh, also, Ron DeSantis is a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> felt like I had to. I couldn't miss that opportunity. Um, so yes, congratulations to Ruth. Um, my God, can we just take a minute to reflect in how well deserved? those are even if you don't mm-hmm. like black panther superhero movies anything like that the costumes, costumes were costumes were costumes amazing and this Listen. year with like the and this year with like the white and the funeral scenes oh uh, and even just the amount of care that was taken not only mm. for um wakanda and its citizens but talokan and like the, yes. the detail yes. put into yes. not only um, the Aztec like influences, but I watched her interview talk about how she had to construct the costumes and then she had to get somebody to test them in water to make mm-hmm. sure that they would like move in the water. And when they weren't working, she had to scrap the whole thing and do them all over again. Um, and she also found out that the Aztec societies were using rubber um, like, and that's like canonically true. And so she like wove wub- rubber into a lot of the costumes to get the oh, texture wow. that she wanted. Just the, the detail. Amazing. Black women are just so Liz, Come on, Ruth. Listen. The research I had to go through to get all that. Ugh. Just mm-hmm. so well done. So awesome. well done. So, so well deserved. Um, and I also like that um, Everything Everywhere All at Once got nominated as well. 
I think the mm-hmm. costume, I think a lot of times like classical movies are more like fantastical movies get um, all of the praise. I think that was a really great example of like contemporary costuming and how you can still have fun in a movie set mm-hmm. more in present day. Um, still think Ruth should have won down. So oh, yeah. give that lady her things. Um, but was glad to see that that movie was nominated as well, especially since it was an indie film. I thought the costumes were very well done knowing that they had a limited mm-hmm. budget. Mm, okay. Um, other things about the uh, Grammy or the Grammys, ha, huh? the Oscars. Um, Elvis won nothing. Ha ha ha. And we and we thank and we thank God. I just kind of feel bad that Doja Cat wasn't even nominated for the song. I think that was the best part oh, of the movie. Yeah. I agree. Oh wait, wait. wait. Elvis um, won nothing. Uh, oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. Wait, there's no next right. time. Oh well. Um. And uh, let's see. Oh, Brendan Fraser, uh, my gentle king. I'm so glad that he's getting his rightful comeback. I agree. Um, just and then to see him, and let me make sure I do. I always call him the actor from the Goonies, but that's not his name. Um, let me just look up how I pronounce it because I'm not. Oh yeah, Kehui Kwan. He was the he won for best supporting actor. Oh yeah. Um, just wholesome. I remember watching the Goonies and also watching um Indiana Jones with him in it, like as a kid. Um, and to see him make his comeback um to acting, really was just um just really inspirational you know it was just and also i think he may have been if not the first the second uh asian actor to win that award he might be the first let me just i believe he was the first um him and michelle yo were both the first to win um for the asian community in their category which Let me tell you something. I love Michelle Yo down. I feel like she is the Asian community's equivalent to Angela Bassett. That lady has been in everything. Give her her things. She's great. Mm -hmm. For like 30, she's been acting for over 30 years. She is that girl. I don't think you understand. I used to love those old Jackie Chan movies and she was like Mm -hmm. the only like martial artist, like woman in those. I loved her Mm -hmm. in those. Those, That could go toe to toe in terms of talent with Jackie him so yes no but he was he uh, the first asian man to win any individual category at the oh uh, this is the screen actors guild awards period and then the first uh vietnamese actor to be nominated in the supporting category um and yeah so he a lot of first he was able mm-hmm. to write a lot of first um and you know um just it's a sweet man and him and uh Brendan Fraser they had been in movies together and so mm-hmm. they were just really proud of each other that was beautiful again Michelle you just amazing I love I love her as an actress um and again she's been in this business for a very very long time she's great yeah so I was glad to see that movie win what it did um I, there's only one, unfortunately, win that I feel like was not deserved. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that was Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, now, let me lead this conversation by saying I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Same. I think she is a fantastic actress. 
I do think she should have been awarded a long, long time ago. Um, however, looking at, if we're talking about just what was nominated, just this work, just these films, mm -hmm. I feel like in comparison, she did not deserve that win. I think a lot of us expected it to be Angela Bassett. Now, I will interject here and say, a lot of people say it, we're saying, oh, Angela didn't give an Oscar worthy performance to whom? To whom and to what and to what regard and, and to what are we measuring it to? You've lost your everlasting mind if you think Angela didn't give an Oscar worthy performance. Now because I do think that some people God. honey. Okay, Angela ate down and as soon as we saw right. the trailer trailer, everybody said, Oh, Angela gonna be acting, acting in this right. film. Um now if if the woman king had been nominated like it should have been. I do think that there were performances that were better than Angela's in that film, but it wasn't. But since y'all want to disrespect that movie and Viola and all her greatness, right. we'll, we'll move on. Um, but I think if it wasn't going to be Angela, it should have been, I think it's Stephanie Huey who played Michelle mm -hmm. Yeoh's daughter in that film. Jamie yep. is good, but she was only in the movie for like 15 minutes. Stephanie carried that film. Mm -hmm. She was the film. And to play a relatable and like a, a villain that you can empathize with is so difficult. Yes. It's so hard. And she has done it better than I think people who have been in the business way longer than she has. So if they weren't going to give it to, if they would have given it to Stephanie, I would not have been mad at all because that was everything everywhere all at once was a great movie. I think it was a better film than Wakanda forever. And I'm fine saying that as far as like a, a piece of work, it was a, it was a great film, right. but performance wise, Angela outacted everybody in that category. And if they weren't going to give it to her, it should have been Stephanie. And that's that. It's like the Grammy all over again. Agreed. Yeah. If it wasn't going to be Beyonce, it should have at least been bad money. Listen. Yo. Which, although the girlies now, oh my god, the, the bunnyettes, they made it, um, Benito. Good, as they should be. As they, as they should be. He started messing with Kendall Jenner, and they said, he is dead to us. I said, oh. And his ex-girlfriend is suing him for like $30 million, and I hope she Good. wins. That's what Could you get. The Kardashian curse has struck. She was suing him just like, uh, um... Like Mariah Carey sued um, her ex fiance for wasted time. It's like no, it's it's more legitimate than that, and it's like it's so legit that you when you hear the that story, shit was you legit to me. I gotta, said I know. I'm curious. It, it's more legit than that. Like when you hear it though, you gonna be like, yeah, give that lady her coin. I'm. Gonna, I feel like you gotta look it up. Um, I'll have to send you guys a video, and I'll link it in the show notes for our listeners. But essentially, it's like he's got a cup like two of his biggest songs there's a girl's voice that you hear on it where it's like, where she says, bad bunny baby. And it was her when they were in a relationship before they blew up. And mm -hmm. so right before his album dropped and he got signed to like a major record label, they called her and essentially were trying to pressure her into signing clearance of using her voice for $2,000. And our, our good sis was in law school at the time and said absolutely fucking not and no. so she didn't sign it and they released the album anyway and so now she's suing for five million dollars for each appearance of her voice 
on one of his tracks and it appears like yes. 10 times. So she's like, give me all of my money and you better cut her her check. Come on, sis. We love to see it. I said, we fucking stand. <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about? So, you know, I hope Bad Buddy recovers. You know, I hate to see the Bunny tribe standing against him, but... Oh, they fed you know, up with him. They... But... Again, they ladies, don't give chances over there. They say he messed up. Right, I said, I said, oh, y'all strict. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, he, like he did what? I was scrolling. Was- I said, why are we mad at Bad Bunny? And the girls and the gays and the they said that we not fucking with him no more. I said, okay, bet. I said, okay, we okay. Heard you. Listen, I, I, said, oh. I said no, but they said we mad, mad. Correct. And you literally have access to some of the most beautiful women in the world. You know. Like you are like arguably like in the top five of global superstars in the world. And this is what you do. Yeah. I at this point I'm gonna let y'all just do what y'all do. Y'all saw the warning signs and you all choose to ignore them. So it's like, you know what? And like Kendall Jenner, like of all the okay. You could couldn't have done like a selena gomez or whatever no right i mean it, at least it's in the same genre as you you know what i'm saying you or know just you like somebody use... who's like selena gomez again i don't now y'all y'all got some things to explain to me about her her music streaming and these stadiums that she be selling out same but same Didn't she just no. hit like a, a milestone where she's like the first woman to ever have like 400 billion followers or something She's the and most like, followed. Telling me Beyonce don't have this many people. What do it, you mean? I I would like to know for real. What are y'all listening to? Because I don't hear it in commercials. I don't hear it on TikTok. I don't. I don't be hearing it. What? At least I'm sometimes inundated with like the Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. And the and the, and the Harry Styles songs. Like I can't escape them. So how the math is not mathing, and it, it sometimes it keeps me up at night because I'm like, what? She seems like a sweet girl, and she's a good actress. I love only murders the building, and I love Rare Beauty. Oh yes, Rare is great, but the I love I'm not. I don't understand. It keeps me up at night. I don't think y'all understand. It keeps me up at night because I don't know what y'all are listening to. What are you going to get it? No, no. It's <laughs> not. It, it, <laughs> it can't be a song from, from a decade ago. It can't be. It can't be. <laughs> See, the thing is, I didn't even know that was her. Yeah. Also, since we're on the topic, I feel the need for us to clarify something right now. I saw somebody, they had a four, you know, the little one gotta go. They had Hillary Duff, Raven Simone, Selena Gomez, and Brenda Song. And everybody was like, oh, Brenda gotta go. Brenda gotta go. Excuse me? No, she don't. First of all, you gonna put some respect on Brenda motherfucking Song's name, okay? Right. Because if you're asking me, the best to ever do it was Raven, but right under Raven is Brenda. Yeah. Because Brenda is Brenda still is iconic. Brenda Tiffany is really great and deserves the opposite of hate, which is love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, play Brenda Was it Wendy Wilson Warrior? Remember when we Woo! did our Disney Channel movie rankings and y'all laughed at me because I put Wendy Wu on my list? <laughs> hey, 
Hey, it's a good movie. It's a solid it's a choice. Great, great movie. Film. Great film. Brenda does solid work. And she's still on the Disney Channel right now. She's voicing an animated character on some show called Amphibia. They're still also, cutting her a check. Random, like, 90s kid, like, fact. She is Macaulay Culkin's baby mama. <laughs> Correct. I saw that the other day. I said, okay. Correct. They got two kids. <laughs> I got two kids now. Yeah, they got two children. Oh, wow. I also read an article that she had auditioned for Crazy Rich Asians and they told her no. I said, how you gonna say no <laughs> yeah. to the original Crazy Rich Asian? Okay. It's her film. Right. She is the Crazy Rich Asian. <laughs> Asian. <laughs> She's like, I built this shit. What you talking about? So anyway. that would have been an iconic moment. They could have done her. I would have taken her Aquafina. And let me as as soon as if somebody puts Brenda Song in like a blockbuster movie, guess who's buying a ticket? Me. I love Brenda Song. Okay, I'm gonna be front row, giggling and a grinning. Brenda is great. She's hilarious, unproblematic. Just really, really have always enjoyed her. Man, that don't need a second uh, a sequel. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, needs a second. Um... Correct. And the fact that they never gave her her own show is is really strange. Like after Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, like the original ended, they should have given London a show. They shouldn't have done the spinoff with everybody. True. Yeah, I need, and I also need a London Tipton movie like Sharpay Evans got. That's yeah. what I really need. London is great. Oh, Brenda. Justice for Brenda. She was in Stuck in the Suburbs. She was in Get a Clue. She was in Fill It a Future. She was in everything. She was in Fill It a Future. <laughs> she was. And they talk about some, oh, we picking Selena Gomez over Brenda. Who? Whom? What was that Christmas movie she was in? I genuinely, like genuinely cannot tell you anything about her. I do not the know ultimate Christmas, Asha. was on. Thank you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just know that she's famous. I know she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. That show oh, yeah, was Wizards mid. Wizards of Place. That um, show was mid. It was not good. Like she that. was, it was okay, okay. So it was fine. Deep, deep cut. But she was in. Um, she was a Barney kid. Yes. Oh. Deep, okay. deep cut again. Selena is yeah. fine. I don't got no personal vendetta against her whatsoever. I like that movie she was in, um, Monte Carlo. Um, and I like, um, oh, right, Monte Carlo. In the building. She's been in some cute things and rare beauty blush, chef's kiss. Never right. stop producing that. And that highlight girl, you did your big one. Uh, I'm not gonna mess with the girl because the way her fans go up, they done bully Haley Bieber. Well, uh, Haley Bieber couldn't bully her. I think she deserved it. <laughs> Haley Bieber did. I'm not saying anybody did or did not. <laughs> the way her fans was, the articles. I was like, God damn! Like, yeah, um, you're, you're pulling up some big receipts, and I'm like, whoa. Like, no, I, was they was going hard. I think it's funny because I was not seeking out this information. I don't want to know what's going no. on between Haley no, Bieber and Selena Gomez. But I'm caught up now. And all I'm saying is, Haley, you better leave that girl alone. You and Kendall. And it came for Kylie, too. They said, Kylie, you better That's sit your broke ass down, too. Anybody was catching stray bullets over this girl. And I was like, Listen, oh. I was flabbergasted by the news that were, I was like, oh, 
Oh, stalking? What? They was putting side by sides and they interviews. They said, forget the fact that we are celebrities. She want to play? Bet. We're going to play. I was like, whoa. I didn't even. I was like, I knew more about Haley. I know I've gotten to know more about Haley Bieber involuntarily. In the hello, I've learned more about this girl in the past like few weeks than I have ever in knowing who she was in general. I thought that was just some nepo baby little girl who married, you know, and that was really it. I didn't really need to know much. And this was a little TMI for me, if you ask, if you, if I'm being very serious. This on the same level as the Try Guys, where we was all just like, no one asked. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But now that you have put it in front of me, I need to know everything. Exactly. I'm going to read it all. And honestly, Selena, I will give you this kudos. I love a little shady, you know, win where she was like, (laughs) after they done tore this girl to shreds, exposed all her dirt, she then is going to come out after all of it is said is done and be like, we should leave with kindness. Bitch. <laughs> it's been like a week and some change. So I bet we should leave sisters. <laughs> she said, you know what? Because then she gets to pull up her stamp of being like, I told my fans to calm down, but they've already dragged her to hell and back. Baby, baby, baby. She's already been exposed. <laughs> you needed to say this two days ago. You needed to, and that's how, this is exactly how she put it. She said, I logged in today. It was just so taken aback. Girl, girl. You were sitting there watching this shit unfold. And I ain't mad at you. you. You've been cackling for the past three days, and that's okay. Listen, just know Selena game recognizes game, and I respect it. And that's that's how you put a bitch in her place. Mm. Right. Because sometimes I do also want to go too far and be like, all right, (laughs) y'all. This was a little bit much. Because <laughs> they was ripping that girl in front. All right. Don't know how we got on this topic, but congratulations to all of the Oscar winners. Angela, we love you. And we all know you should have won for What's Love Got to Do With It years ago anyway. So yes. we know what it is. Yeah. You, I literally uh, thought you were uh, Tina Turner when I was a child. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, we are running long on what's trending, but for good reason, I think. So we'll wrap up with one more. Let's see what our options are here. Um, let's talk, let's keep it in the the realm of celebrities um, and talk about Law Roach. Ugh. Everybody's favorite legendary judge that they love to hate, um, celebrity styling icon Law Roach um, announced his retirement from celebrity styling on Instagram. Um, I believe the day after the uh, the 2023 Oscars. Um, so Law posted an, an Instagram post that essentially said that he was retiring from celebrity styling, um, essentially alluding to the fact that he was tired of pouring from an, um, an empty cup and just kind of not getting the respect that he deserves. Um, for anybody who's not familiar with Law, I promise you, you are familiar with his work. Um, he has styled the likes of Zendaya famously, is really kind of responsible for a lot of her rise to um, fashion icon status. Um, he also styles Megan Stallion. He's worked with people like Kerry Washington. Um, who am I forgetting here? Um, my goodness. Um, just tons and tons of um, 
big name celebrities, BB Rexa, just amazing, amazing people. Priyanka Chopra, her uh, fabulous Vogue cover with her new baby. Um, he's been responsible for a lot of those looks. Um, after he made the announcement on Instagram, there was a lot of speculation as to why he decided to take a step back. Um, and Law um, did an interview with the podcast and kind of clarified that he um, didn't have any fallings out with Zendaya or any of the major fashion houses. Um, but he had just a bit of an unpleasant experience with a client's team um, and was kind of sick of being in the industry for so long and not getting the respect that he deserved. And so is moving on to other creative ventures. Um, now, I love Law's work. 10 out of 10, it's impeccable. Um, and I also love him as we got to know his personality a little bit more on Legendary. Um, so what do you guys think about this news? I'm glad that he clarified it because a lot of folks were thinking it was just because if y'all seen the video, um, I think it was a the Louis Vuitton. The Louis Vuitton. I think yeah. yeah you. you know, it was some little, you know, argue. I'm not even gonna say argument. Some little incident over a seat. Yeah, boo with the seating. Yeah, and everyone was sick because it literally was like the seat thing happened, and then he was like, "I'm retiring." So I'm glad it wasn't just like. A dramatic oh my god they didn't give me a seat i deserve da, 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 da. i mean in you know in reality he does deserve a seat but still i'm glad it wasn't just that so it's like if you felt that way i am all for leaving toxic environments so i wish him the best of luck in everything you know i'm a support regardless as as irky as law can be bye man <laughs> I um, also am not mad at it. I also think that, you know, and not to, and it's not like this person did anything wrong. I think that, uh, like, and um, Andre Leon Talley paved the way. But at the same time, it's okay to say, you know, I've seen what's happened to other icons who I love, and you will not do me the same way. Um, and the reason why, like Andre Leon Talley opened up so many doors so that other stylists and other black fashion um, and luxury icons and professionals and artists could not go through what he went through, right? And so I think Law's like, you're not going to do me. And there's so many other people that, you know, whose faces um, we don't know, whose names we don't know because the industry just respects them because, oh, well, it's just other black stylists who can just, they're just, you, you, you should just be happy you're in the door, right? right. Um, and Law's like, no, I should not be happy I'm in the door. You should be happy that I'm in the door. And right. I've worked too hard for people to still have the mentality that I should be happy that I'm in the door. I have been to places where people really think that you should be just grateful to be there in that space, even though you've worked very hard to be in that space and you and you deserve to be in that space um maybe even a little bit more than they do so um I understand the frustration that comes with that and the yeah y'all don't get to keep using me knowing that how great of a artist I am you don't get to keep using my art um and abusing the artist you don't get to keep doing that yeah um Bree everything that y'all said the only thing I'll add is just like do not underestimate the the impact that law styling has had on 
the trajectory of a lot of our favorite stars careers because as much as i love zendaya and she's a great actress and as much as i love megan and she's one of my favorite rappers if not my favorite rapper right now his styling really elevated their star power mm-hmm. and made them you know got them to icon status so i agree with everything you guys just said whatever the reasoning was i'm glad he's kind of put his foot down um even though law can be a little bit of a you know a trip sometimes as we've seen yeah. just from his instagram personality and on television um i think he is owed respect in the industry and i'm excited to see what his next venture is because he is truly um, a fashion powerhouse so we will take a quick break and we will be back to hop into our next segment What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at The Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out thebougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by The Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. Hey y'all, so we're back with something y'all need to hear, and I know it's still been a bit of a chill in the air, but uh, today I believe marks, well by the time you're listening to this, it will be, um, today marks the beginning of spring, yay! You could, that's what I'm saying, it doesn't feel like it, let me see, first day of spring. Child, it was 50 degrees in Florida. Wednesday. I wish I lived up north so I could go get my free water ice. That, I'm going to tell you right now, you would not want that water ice. It's so damn cold outside. You do not want the water ice. Yeah, okay. You don't want it. Okay. I walked outside this yeah. morning and I literally just was standing like, why is it so cold? Why is it 27 degrees? You are talking to the girl who will get an iced coffee with extra ice in the dead of winter. I mean, that's different than a water. I feel like a water ice is only, like, it's warm. An iced coffee is year-round. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing, but okay. No, because you're not standing outside in a long-ass line for that iced coffee. You in your car. This is true. You're not standing in the reader's line wrapped around the block. This is true. This, okay. Then, I don't agree whether you're not. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'm just saying, I'm. I want ice cream all year round. I want iced coffee all year round. And if I could get water ice all year round, I'd probably want that too. It's this guy down here that sells Philadelphia water ice, and I literally look for him all the time. So they got these little podunk Philly wannabes and imposters in Tallahassee. They got a cheesesteak shop, a cheesesteak shop, um, and a water ice. The water ice is pretty. It's pretty okay. It's not as good, but it's fine. But that cheesesteak place, they need to put them out of business. They're talking about we use the cheese whiz like they do in Philly. Who does that? What myth? Stop lying to these people. Don't Florida got enough problems that you out here lying to folks? Um, But anyway, we, we disrupted you, Asha. I'm sorry. Um, so you're talking about like, so when we're talking about, um, things in the spring that were let like cold things that we're letting go, we're talking about boundaries, um, for the spring, um, things that we learned the last three months that we were like, okay, let's, let's create some boundaries around this, right. Or things that we've been learning in the past few months in terms of boundaries, 
spring clean that we would like to do or have started doing. I have a lot of spring clean to do. My room looks a mess right now. Um, cause I've been traveling and something's happening. Clean. There's a lot of, I just need to, I'm like, I'm looking at my closet. I'm like, just, just, you're, I'm looking at clothes. Like you're out of here. Basically you out of here soon. Um, habits that we're breaking and then we're talking about something some, we're going to talk about something a little bit more fun which is spring outfits what i think personally the trends are going to be um in the spring what people should be looking out for and just the best ways to navigate clothing in spring 2023 so first spring cleaning let's talk about boundaries mental spring cleaning what are some things that we're doing um some boundaries we're creating some habits we're creating or continuing um to really just cleanse ourselves mentally Mm, i think it's more of a boundary with myself um just like sometimes like sometimes i think people and by people i mean me have a tendency to like self-care themselves into like not doing things and so i'll be like oh i'm tired i need to rest blah 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 but like there are a lot of times where it's like actually you need to get up and actually do this shit and like it's it's a it's avoidance behavior and so i've been really intentional in february i would like to continue that one in spring of me just being like if you do not just get the fuck up and get this shit done so you can actually like rest and you don't you know you're not sitting on the couch feeling bad about the things that you should be doing. Um, I think that's probably my my biggest boundary. Like, do the things that you said you were going to do. Stop breaking promises to yourself. I, yeah, that was a, ooh, that was a word. Let me tell you something. I saw this TikTok or this video that was like, get up, you're stagnant. Get up, get up. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> they were like, you feel stiff because you are stiff. Get up, stretch, do yes. something. Child, Jelena, you're muted. I don't know how that even happened. That's okay. If I didn't. You're okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's just really the big one for me. Like, and the the months and the days where like I've been doing that, things have been going way better in my life. Like I did that a little bit today, and my kitchen is like spark. Like literally, I I did that for the past week and a half pull purchased and up new phone bought and replaced budget done for the next six months stove clean you know clean my garbage disposal clean the dishwasher clean the the washing machine like that's just what like five or six days worth of like do the shit has done for my life and so i'm not gonna lie to myself and be like it's gonna be every day but if there can just even be like 60 percent more of that um i feel like i need to 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 have better boundaries and hold myself accountable like I hold other people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been saying no to a lot of things. Just like not overextending myself. Um, one thing Raheem said to me, it was kind of a read. I said, oh, but like he was not wrong. <laughs> was he was like, you inconvenience yourself for people when you do not have to. And I was like, oh, and I was like, he was like, you don't always have to inconvenience yourself for other people. And I was like, oh, shoot. Nigga, not you know me. Shut up. <laughs> That's jokes. 
I was like, and I couldn't even be mad at the nigga because he was kind of right. Right a little bit. I said, you right, but shut the hell up. Nobody asked you. Right. How dare you know me? But he was kind of right. How dare you know me? <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, well, all right. So I've been, I've been trying to not say no in a mean way, like, no, I'm not doing that shit. But like, in like a, I wish I could, but I can't. I'm sorry. But I can't. Or yeah. I don't got it right now. I can't go. I'm sorry. Not, not even, I'm sorry, but I, I don't got it right now. I'm not going or I'm taking this weekend to, to do this. I don't have it this month, so I'm not going to do that. Sorry, I can't go on that trip. My bad. I just can't. Yeah. Or I can't do this. Why? I don't want to. So that has been my self-care in terms of, not my self-care, but my boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. As we always say, no. Self-care and boundaries. It is literally all year. That's all I got time for. No is a full sentence, y'all, and it's okay. You don't, and and I think there comes balance within it, within it. You know, there's balance in it to where like sometimes it's okay to extend yourself to your friends if they really need you, but you don't have to do it every time. And that's okay. So mine is very the boundary. Similar to <clears throat> no, mine is very similar. Mine is more so my boundary is protecting my peace and at whatever cost that baby mm-hmm. at this point in life I, I i don't really care i ain't about to, long story short i'm not about to be stressing myself out because you stressed out over right things and that's not to say like if someone needs me i won't be there but it's you know it's just if, if you're not going to help yourself I, i'm not about to keep telling you 65 solutions and you don't listen to one of them you're not gonna take one. Like, okay. Especially if that's My, a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I just I think so cash. I've been very much if you like it, I love it. Mm-hmm. I've been very like, at a certain I'm point, not going to Yeah. And like some me and my boss, like we were talking of, of like last week about this project, and she was, you know, she's just been really frustrated with it with like certain people, and I was like, look, uh, as long as I get paid on the first and the fifteenth, girl, it's whatever. <laughs> Listen, see what you do, you do. and she laughed, but I was dead ass. I'm like, girl, I'm so serious. My job, I was like, my, I'm like. My job, Lot of Jeopardy. I've been doing a great job. Got a promotion and like I got a raise, all that. Mm-hmm. It don't seem like I'm doing too bad. And if you're frustrated with these people, that's you know I'm with you that's on that, so girl. Cool. Solidarity, but I ain't gonna stress myself out about it. And I don't think you should either. Yeah. I get that you're the CEO of this company, but I wouldn't let these people stress you out because they're not trusting me out. I get paid on the first and the fifteenth, so. Listen. Life is certainly not easy right now. Like there are things that happen that are hard, but like, especially with the start of 2023, there's just like, life is not easy, but it's peaceful. And like this type of like mental, like peace, the quiet that I have in my mind on like any given day, I'm not giving that up for nobody. Nobody. As soon as I feel my blood pressure going up, up, Oh, no. 
exactly. I have to, to remove myself. I can't yeah. time to away. I don't even think I realized the level of anxiety I was dealing with until it was gone. No, for real. And the only thing I'll add there is people talk about, oh, money won't solve your problems. Money won't buy you happiness. That's a fucking lie. Money will buy me all the happiness and take In this economy, yes, it will. My favorite quote from Living Single is Regine says, money won't buy you happiness, but it will let you purchase a Mercedes and let you drive up real close. Right. (laughs) And that's enough for me right now. And so I'm not rolling in dough. I'm not rich, but ain't no stress like financial stress. And when you finally get out of a situation where your finances are not like constantly like keeping you up at night and raising your blood pressure, I'm not all the way out the hole, but even just to be like a little bit away from that for literally just only the past month has been truly life-changing for me. I literally got blood work done the other day and my blood pressure has went all the way down. And I will just say this, and I think we all three of us can attest to this because we've all lost family members that have uh, that were very close to us and a part of like our like raising us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I won't call it a peace, but when you come back from something like grief, not come back, but when you have to deal with something like grief to such a level, right? There's certain things that like you don't let stress you out no more. Yeah. Yeah. Because you like, I um like this shit almost took me under. Yeah. I was crying every day for five months. I'm not, not going letting anymore. shit that's not life and death stress me out. I've seen life and death. I've seen and I think and you know, shout out like these things give me perspective a lot. Like we just, like me and Dana just lost. I, I don't know if you knew uh, Anthony Ant from the Theater mm-hmm. Society. Jelena. I didn't like know him, know him, but I knew him through y'all. Yeah, yeah I texted through him. us. So we just lost a friend, Ant, right? And that's the shit that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Like to where like now, my joy and my experience with people who I genuinely love and like as people are so much more important than like very arbitrary. I don't know, just like different things that people like that really, when you put into perspective, what really matters mm-hmm. yeah. in any amount of, and I'm not saying like, Oh, you gotta do all these, you have to make all these memory people and run yourself ragged. But what, what I'm saying is, that like when you go through grief there's certain things that you put into perspective that matter a lot more even like just your health itself i was talking to when i went to go get um a pelvic exam she was like the woman who's who's doing my um who's doing my exam she's like you know stress could kill you and she was like and you can um you can that's how fibroids can form and all these different things can form because you're stressed the fuck out. That's real. I think those are good for, for mm-hmm. boundaries for all of us to keep in mind. Like that's really important, especially going into this next season of the year. 
Um, and technically tomorrow, time of recording, March 21st, is actually the start of the astrological new year. So new beginnings. New beginnings. Maybe I'll clean for the new year and pop a bottle of champagne or something. You got some wine in there. Popping bottles. Just a glass before bed. It'll put me to sleep. A little wine, a little red. All right. Watch something crappy on TV. What a night. Okay, yeah, so we talked about our boundaries and cleaning. Let's talk about um, cleaning of our physical spaces. What are we doing? I, I know I mentioned earlier, um, I don't know if I, we, we, was rec- we were recording at the time, but I did mention um, purging some of my closet. That's the For me, always clothes and purging like makeup stuff is the biggest thing. Same. Yeah, yeah same I'm for me. A knickknack person, so I got I got cut that shit out. Right? <laughs> Long story short, I'll be like, "Oh, look at this! It's so cute!" And it's like, "Where is this going?" Yeah. I don't know, but it's cute. So now it's just an array. It's just an array of random things everywhere. Or like Dana, you know, me and like stationery, oh, yes. pens, yeah. pencils, post-it notes, I all kinds of notebooks. notebooks. Girl, we are we are not in school no more. You don't now, need notebooks. All this. I have a notebooks and binders. I have a problem. Like I need like, a twelve step program. Yeah, and it's every time I see a cute one during back to school, I'm like, ooh, let me just, ooh, I can use this for. You don't need. Right, it. You're then, not going to use the planner. The planner. The planner. The planner. I must have a planner it's, every it's year. When do you use it? When do you use? It? I don't because I live by my Google Calendar, so I don't know why I right. even have the planner. I have become a planner girl, and I have two planners. My planner, I will use. I don't use it every month, but the months I use it, my life is on track. Right. I say every year that this no, year will be different. I got my Google Calendar and my desk calendar, like the big desk calendar. So you, me and sis, you locked in. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. I got it for Target. I always say, I was like, this year is the year I'm going to use my calendar. And so I buy one every year. But guess what? I, I I think I will continue to buy them and say this is the year that I use my calendar and and maybe it will be the year. You never know. Cause you know, last year was my year. I found one that was so cute and it was the perfect layout, and that really was the year. I used it like eight out of twelve months, which I feel like is pretty good. Like I got my money. That money's is good. Worth. Yeah, for and me, this I one. I get to like February, and then I don't touch it again until like November, and I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. did have this. You just got to let yourself come back to it. Like, if you keep going through that process, you'll use it more and more. And then this one, I was just like, ooh, it's a black girl, and it's pink and green, so I have to buy it. And it's my We'll my have a conversation about that earlier, but I think there's an AKA at Target headquarters. I, she gotta be. <laughs> because something's going on. Every time I go in there, I'm just like, what's happening? And they also... They also need, must be at Starbucks too, because I don't, I don't seen one too many oh, pink think, and green seasonal Starbucks. I think that was a table. It had to be. There's no way. There's no way. And I refuse to be like my my parents. I, I, for as big as our house was growing up, I think they were okay. But I would used to go to in our basement, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is all this shit Same. down here?" Like I refuse Same. to be like I, that. It was just like bicycles from like nineteen nine nineteen twenty. Yes. In the, like random shit, like I'm not trying to be like that, so I need to start that. And after now. seeing my family room, like with my mom, me and my boyfriend were like, we cannot, we cannot be like our parents when it comes to just hoarding stuff. Like, 
a lot particularly like if you're just hoarding stuff and it's not to where it's not useful anymore that's the thing a lot of the stuff you yes. can't even use anymore so why and you're just putting it in a box that you had it like i get it that we want to keep things like family memorabilia and memories and, and and it brings you back to a certain time like that's something I, that i'm trying to get out of it's like i get it it's nostalgia is this is that but at the same time it's cluttering the space that you have now you cannot bring anything new into the space it's not making the space fresh and i'm not and i'm not one of those people that like has to have like some people like to have a house to where it does not look lived in that's not me i but i do want a fresh space to where like you're not having just boxes and boxes of boxes of things in one room I, yeah, I just at this point i just don't yeah. have like i don't have an attic to put things in we don't have an attic i adore adore my mother but i truly feel like she's the reason why i hate knickknacks because when i tell you nobody loves knickknacks more than gwendolyn it's knickknacks all over her house and it drives me same crazy. with <laughs> every surface is covered it's like we got the, the Black Figurine mm-hmm. Warriors over mm-hmm. here. And don't let it be Christmas. Oh, right. God. It's a Black the, Elf, my, yo, Santa, the Christmas Soul Village. Everywhere. Yeah, that's not, and I'm just like, why? But somehow doesn't... I can't set my glass it, down. It doesn't, it doesn't make it to... <laughs> the Christmas stuff never makes it to the actual attic until, like, May. March. No, it's still there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I hope it better not. As long as it took you to set that damn thing up, I would be, I would be leaving it there too. And so, but that's the thing. It's like I can't. I'm looking at my room now. I'm like, you have so much makeup. I don't even wear. I how many nude lipsticks must can one girl have? I have a nude for every season, every. And, and, but the thing is, I know me. I'm probably gonna get another nude in the next few months. Oh. Right after this, so well, I went to Ulta yesterday. I have recently become obsessed with blush. I have so many shades of blush. I've got deep reds. I've got light reds. I've got orange. I've got coral. And I just be literally me. I am a foundation hoarder. It makes no sense, especially as someone who does not wear makeup on an everyday basis. and you I would think that I'm in here playing MUA right. all goddamn day. Yeah, same. And I'm like, no. Nah. I just be look. It literally just be staring at me every day. Maybe occasionally on the weekend. I'd be like, gloss done. <laughs> right, eyebrows on, mascara, lip gloss. I'm not going out. Eyebrows no more. I get them tinted, so I don't have to get up and do them. Now that's what I need to do. You know, I can't go outside without, unless my bangs is. Just don't remember that day I called you when they made me look like Brock from Pokemon. Just make sure they don't do that, but it'll change your life. I I just got them done, and they're like, yeah, this is how they look when I get up. They look good. So they come up. Yeah, I know, and it's so funny because well, you know me, I am a makeup girl. I do like to beat a face, but how many highlights can one girl have? How? I think it's because we we came of makeup age in an era of like excessive like 2016 makeup era was like i gotta get this and 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 it's like 2.5 days and you did this and i i think those days are i think the halls are dwindling down and people are like okay like i maybe i don't need all this makeup um, one I can't right, here here my holy grail right. products. This is what I use. And I everything is this clean girl aesthetic. 
And yeah. duh, 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 duh. it's just how black girls look. Mine is lazy girl aesthetic, but it's fine, y'all. I so I I made it. I did make a a goal, and I'm not quite there yet, but I'm almost there. My original makeup train case, that one that we all mm-hmm. had to get from Target mm. back in the day. So I found it, and I cleaned it really good, and I was like. This is honestly like a very decent sized box. And I think that for one person, all of the makeup I own should be able to fit in this box. So I'm going through. I love that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I cut down on all my brushes and um, mine was, I had so many concealers. I was like, you don't even have dark circles, Dana. Like, why are you using all this concealer? Um, And so like I cut down on those and... And I think now it's, it's my blushes, but man, I don't want to give those up. Um, and my eyeshadow palettes. I need to I need to pick like three or four palettes as opposed to like the six or seven that I have and just I let that be I counted how many palettes I have. And I only use the, the new ones, only the browns. The and so I'm like, what you got? And maybe a little red if I'm feeling spicy. So I'm like, why don't you just get a chocolate palette and be done? <laughs> My biggest regret in life, I had three of the Jackie Ina palettes and I sold two of them. And I'm like, oh. why would you sell? Why did you not keep one? Why did you not keep an extra one? Because like, we all thought that Jackie was going to keep launching makeup. Like, and, I didn't. and my that's thing is, why. I, I mean, I made a cute little profit off of it. I, that's, I bet you did. That's why I only use that Jackie Ina Anastasia Beverly Hills packet every, like, for special every so often yep not coming back so let me use this she will never okay so we're gonna actually that's a this is a great transition into just like our fun stuff in terms of just like our springtime in terms of clothing so we've talked about you know the things that we're gonna do for ourselves mentally emotionally and just physically in our spaces in terms of spring cleaning but let's get into some of these spring looks so once you've purged the closet what you kind of, you know, um, and I would say spring is a really great time to start. If you don't already have one, start playing. Or if you're tr- trying to evolve yours, to start playing with your personal style. Um, because spring is a great time that you're not inundated with having to care so much about the weather to where your outfit has to... Um, be so dependent on the weather and a coat but it's not so hot to where you don't want to wear anything at all so it's a great time to be like i don't care about being cute exactly so this so the spring is a great time to play with colors to play with patterns to play with layers um and to really know like i would say spring and fall because they're those in-between weathers but I think spring is really great because it does feel very fresh, very new. And and I think if you're wanting to revamp your closet, um, the springtime is a really, really great time to do that. Because you just, that newness, you feel that newness in the air. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, a little tippy tip. If you want to, you know, start dressing a little bit differently, the springtime is a great time to start to reinvent yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. So. Um, just a few of uh, tips just in terms of springtime. I mentioned one word before, and this is very important. Layer, 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 layer. It's super important to layer your pieces because and to learn how to layer and what clothes fit 
and I and I wish I had like a a diagram. I was I wasn't doing this just straight off of um uh audio, but um there's so many different if you go on Pinterest, go on the tick the fashion TikTok girlies or whatever, they can tell you like just in terms of your body type, what best fits for you. But please under also understand that whatever you want to wear, wear it. Whatever you feel really good in, do it. Like don't let anyone's fashion rules dictate what you like and you don't like if you think you fit a certain silhouette wear that junk out and and look good at it i promise you um nine times out of ten you look way better in stuff that you really love versus stuff that someone told you to wear 100 percent agree there's a um a, a tiktok called layered in liberty um, I, I love across, her. I do too. I stumbled across her the other day, and she's got this series going on right now called. She does. I do. I love her. Actually, she's from New York. I love her. I've been following her for oh, years. My for so years. I she's she's on like number four of the episode. I just came across her account. I'm so sad it's taken me so long to um, find her page, but I tried three of the outfit formulas um, that she had on my trip last week and loved everything I put on um, and got like some really good compliments on things that I thought were kind of just like, you know, they looked good, but I never would have put them together myself. But like, it was a good combo. So she's a really great place to start. Um, she is. And yeah, to, to Asha's point, like layering will really amp up your wardrobe. Um, and don't be scared to have a, um, a little bit of like a uniform. Like if you know a silhouette works for you and you feel good in it, put it on. Um, like it, I think that has made things really easy for me lately as well. Like flared yet flared leg yoga pants and like a collared athletic shirt have been my go-to for like, you know, we don't really get winter. So like fall, spring for mm. Florida. And it's, it's been great. It's been good. And I just kind of get neutral colors so I can mix and match pieces. And it's been fantastic for me. Um, oh, also shout out to Target. I feel like they have really been stepping their fashion up lately mm-hmm. um, as if i needed a reason to spend more money in there but they've got that future culture collective in there now and honey those pieces are good i've got a pair of jeans that i really love from there and they seem like really good quality they fit like a glove um and so they go they do like extra extra small all the way up to like a 4x so love to see that love to see inclusive and accessible fashion they're a little bit pricier than most target clothes but again i'll pay for I'll pay for style and for quality. And again, the Target, come on now. I would love to be able to try them, but I swear every time I go to Target or my to local Target, they never have you anything know, in my size. Cool. And I'm like, what? I'm like, everybody can't be this size. Everybody cannot it's in this area. <laughs> Not really like fashion, but I guess fashion. I really wanted to revamp my pajamas. So that's something I'm trying to do. Um, a Target has been coming in handy. I really want to be like a pajama set nightgown Mm -hmm. kind of girl. And I'm like halfway there. I think I like if I were to get like six or seven more pajamas, I could really like just be that girl. But I'm not quite there yet. But Target is absolutely helping. I do. I do. Sometimes I'm like, I want to be a loungewear girl. I do. I do want to be a loungewear girl. Um, And I would say going back to like different trends, like for springtime, I do think that we're still in our set era. (laughs) So I think that sets will, and also sets are just very Mm -hmm. easy Um, because you can dress them up. You can dress dress them down. They're good for errands. 
I would say damn near they're great for brunch. I see someone really like fuck a set up with some heels, you know. Mm-hmm. I love sets because again they're just like in like one pieces, like jumpsuits. You look so put together, yes. and they're my favorite for like airport fashion or like when yes. you want to run errands exactly. and look cute. Like you just look exactly. So put if you together. go to a cookout, they're great for cookouts because it's like you know and. It, it, obviously like the sets from like amazon they have them in like so many different colors and like if you spill something on them it's easy to just like wash it out and if it doesn't wash out easily you can just get another one they're like 30 dollars um and they're just and as a single girl you never know where your husband might be lurking and so it's a little bit harder to be going outside looking like and so just a nice (laughs) set will keep you looking cute and so you know if john boyega not for you hussies but for me you know, comes around the corner. I'm ready. Right. He just his birthday was just a few yeah. days ago. I saw on Instagram, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm like, happy birthday!" So I'm baby. glad Dana's getting a chance to celebrate with her man. Yeah. I know they have a <laughs> You know, it's okay. Thank you for asking. We had a great time. I thought you had a good time. I was like, just give me an invite to the next party. You That's know, all I ask. We keep it quiet exactly. and intimate. It was a little impromptu. <laughs> you know, his family wanted to do something for him, and so I didn't want to keep him from them but you know we typically like to spend it with each other that's okay. beautiful i love that he said that you guys can have me from my for my birthday and he'll he'll celebrate with me later so don't worry you'll get to soak How me up on my birthday generous oh my god thank you isn't he so great doesn't he just love me down that is are we just perfect together um so yeah i think <laughs> i do i do think so but I think sets are, sets are going to be really in. I also think that, you know, again, layering is really, really important just in any, but in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that we're still, uh-huh. I don't know if we're like in our monochromatic, monochromatic, but I know this is very cliche, but I do think that pastels will be making a big comeback this year. Um, Think of like, I feel it. I, you know, I think pastels are going to be making, making a big comeback. Think of like the, the coach cloud bag from last year that people still are really like in love with. Um, I don't think that florals are going to come back, but I do think that we're going to go back into like that look, that seventies era. I think that the Y2K, even it is dying down a little bit. I still think people are really into that whole Y2K thing, but I think that like seven, like the seventies era is also making like another, like a little resurgence. Um, as it gets a little bit warmer outside. Um, really mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing, you know, just like lighter jackets. I'm just, you know, again, layers, folks, lighter jackets. You're going to want to do your, like, you know, your jean jackets. And make sure that if you're going to do the whole Canadian suit thing, that your denims, they don't have to be the exact same denim, but they do have mm. to complement each other. Just don't do it. I was just but, but, I, but uh, you, that is you one don't know thing how to do it if you don't know behind. how to do it just don't do it I would say th- what the simplest way to do it and not get it wrong is that your pants should be That's darker fine. your pants should be darker than your shirt don't do it. if you're gonna do it I've seen it done very well so if you just wear something else I hate it every time <laughs> It looks bad. I see some girls, or just get a jean jumpsuit if you really want that look. Just get a jean jumpsuit. Don't get wrong. Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's it. Don't Mm -hmm. put the yeah. Get a jean jumpsuit, and then if you're gonna do something like a black bomber, you know, a black bomber or like a green, a dark green bomber, 
um that way if it's jean at least you know that they're com two completely different colors so it doesn't even look like you're trying to do a canadian suit you have a jumpsuit on in a, in a jacket um but yeah i would that's some of my advice i would say for the spring um play with patterns if you can do a zebra print maybe also do a another maybe not another print but uh, something that goes with zebra so like a neon color um or like a bright orange bright yellow you know stick to the complementary colors look at the color wheels see what goes with your skin color or your undertones you know look at the color theory if you're gonna do monochrome do it right um i also think monochrome is gonna be really big this year as well and so yeah those are a few of my little my little thoughts what about y'all I think you hit most of the major ones like for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, wear what you want. Um, I just feel like, you know, for anybody who is struggling with, you know, we talked about letting things go, let go of the the body shaming that you do for yourself mm -hmm. and the body dysmorphia, wear what the fuck you want to wear. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I look back at pictures of myself in high school and in undergrad and been like, damn, I should have been butt ass naked. And so, Girl. I am no longer, you know, waiting for whatever non-existent future there is I have in my concocted in my head to wear what the fuck I want to wear. Um, and so I will do that um, and have fun with your clothes. I think for a long time, I was so focused on looking good that I wasn't liking what I wanted mm -hmm. to wear. So yeah, just, just have fun you know dress like not that 30 is like oh my god like the end of it all i can't have fun with my clothes anymore blase squase because like we've seen especially now that's not true but um i do want to enjoy my 20s and what it means to be in my 20s and in this like peak era of like my fashion and my fun and so if you are in your early mid or late 20s like us um do that wear the things that you want to wear put it the fuck on mm -hmm. that's it okay that's it. And, that's oh, old. one last thing. 25 and up. I was up to 25. I'll just say our age. Just like late 20s and up. Start to invest in quality pieces. I don't want I don't want no yeah. I don't want no yeah. see nobody in no videos about some chin, 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 chin. Invest in some quality pieces. And I know it's like, okay, well, that's expensive. Right. But it's going to last you a very long time if you not only buy quality pieces, but take care of them. Read the, the little tag don't on the back. It's there for a reason. It shows you how to take care of the garment. But stop. I don't I don't want to just start with a start with a good pair of, of denim. Yes. Start with like a, a quality pair of Levi's and then you know work your way up from there. Right. But I I'm tired of seeing the sheet. And I'm not saying that Zara is a pinnacle and or anything like that. But like look at just, just look into some quality pieces, look into some good fabrics. I just I'm so tired of seeing the she and she and she and she and she and I'm I'm tired of it. Please stop them. Thank you. Yeah. No, not too much because <laughs> the Zara girlies, they don't make clothes in my size. So, gotta go that where the clothes true. are. And a lot of the luxury brands don't make clothes in my size either. So, there's only so much that I can Well, no, what in. I'm saying is like, I want a oh. Zara girls to not think that we are also not in that number because Zara is not good quality oh, as you, well. So, what I'm saying is that like just because you shop at Zara do not mean that it's also that's not a quality piece. Um, because for me it's it's bag shoes, Hanifa, and Christian Siriano, and that's all I got. Yeah, that was my last little spiel about you know 
springtime, you know, everyone make sure you're still drinking your water. You know, hot girl summer's right around the corner. You know, if you're trying to, you know, tone a little bit, do a little something, add something, lose something, now's the time to do it. We in crunch mode, y'all, so figure it out. Get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap us up for this segment. We'll take one more quick break and be back with our last segment for this episode. All right, I'm trying to think of an introduction since it's not. Oh, do you want some music? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, that's perfect. All right, we're back. With what we would typically call <laughs> SVGR. But, but since we have our wonderful intro music now, we're going to do this TRL style, because that's the vibe it was giving me, with our top 10 countdown. <laughs> so today we are doing our ranking. I have a list of 10 black male celebrities. I'm going to give you a random name and we must rank them one through ten. Once you put them on the list, there is oh, no going back. Oh damn. So choose wisely. Okay. I have questions really quick before we questions. start. Questions. Is this one cohesive list or are we doing individual list? One cohesive okay. list. Alright, damn. Hold on. Let me get my pen and paper. I got my notes <laughs> app out. Same, I'm on my computer. <laughs> and I just picked random this is, this people. This off of looks? Okay. Or like, what is this based off so, of? Skill. Skill. Skill? Okay. Acting skill and, ability. Okay, I was going to say skill and what? Because <laughs> this could be Acting a whole different ability. Because gotcha. if this was based off of looks, there was definitely going to be like major okay. front runners. Okay. All right. But I feel like this is a good list of people. Mine is like one or two. Okay. okay. All right, go ahead. All right, I'm going to start Makai Pfeiffer. And if at any point you want me to name some some accolades, I will. I need you to name some accolades. Gotcha. Hold on. I can't spell this nigga name. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm losing already. Eight Mile, Paid in Full, Honey, Soul Food, Carmen, a hip hopper, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, Puff Puff Pass, This Christmas. That's oh. just the movies. Is it sad that I want to say ten? I don't think Makai Piper is ten. It's he. He's a really great actor. If you ever watch Paid in Full, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. That just because good. of him, he's been on ER. He was in the Bobby Brown story, Roots, the, the new Roots movie. Oh, the not the old one. He ain't that damn old. <laughs> That's why I said, hold on, wait, no, 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 no. The new no, wait a minute. Okay. I mean, what are you what are y'all thinking for Makai? I'm not thinking 10 either, thinking but maybe, it's hard for me to say because I know the other I'm people. I'm thinking maybe, okay, eight. Oh, that, that seems high. high. <laughs> Like can we nine, do I'm 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 okay with putting Makai Pfeiffer at nine. Okay. I, know, I don't know if we can, can we put people like if they're at they're at nine. He's just nine, right? That right? He's just that's it. Once you say it, 
once we once we all three say the number, uh, that's it. That's it. Because no okay, and I'll, and I'll justify too. Just because like paid in full, I agree. Great film. Everything else you mentioned, he is not pivotal to me to like. Oh yeah, you made this a great film. Paid in full, full is the only movie I feel that way. Like, honey, that could have been anybody else. This Christmas, that could have been anybody else. Okay, okay, okay. I read Pfeiffer in a lot of stuff, and I re I really do like Mackay Pfeiffer, but I think I I'm yeah. fine with nine. Nine. Yeah. Makai Pfeiffer is nine. All right. Dana, okay. you writing this down. Yeah, I got it. All right. Next up is Lorenz Tate. Mm. Love I Jones. Love, Minister love Society. Love Dead Presidents. Why Do Fools Fall in Love? I do love Deep, that movie. <laughs> Crash. I love Girls that Trip. Movie. Ray. Who was he with in Ray? Girl, no, I'm looking at the thing. Okay, he was like, "You wasn't Ray. Who was you? <laughs> <laughs> what really just happened?" <laughs> um, he is literally on everything. I don't know. I feel like I don't have thoughts on this. <laughs> um, <coughs> Lorenz Tate. I want to put him at like seven. I was thinking seven too. Okay. Lorenz Tate. Okay. I'm fine with that. Next up is Denzel Washington. Are we putting him at one? Two? There's Are one. Are we putting him at one? Question mark? There's like one person that I feel like could go above him if he's here. But I'm not mad if Denzel's number one. Am I? I mean, number one because like just just to be safe like we've got training oh you know what actually never mind because off the strength of john q number one facts yeah that's what i'm gonna say denzel being number one i don't think anybody would argue with us no off of john q and malcolm x mm -hmm. alone i'm fine with that okay again this is a random list that i have just generated so next person okay. is ving reigns who Holiday oh, Mart. Okay. Ten. What? <laughs> 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 Holiday Heart and, and what was he in the Green Mile? He's in Baby Boy, all the Mission yep. Impossibles. Mm -hmm. Who is this person? Who? Pulp Fiction. Data, you never seen Holiday Heart? I need you to spell it again. I'm not enough to be like this is this individual. Oh. Um no, I stand by what I said. What? Ten. Ten. Ten? What do we... Who? Ten. Who at nine? Makai Pfeiffer. Ten. I give him an eight. He's He was really good in Holiday Heart. He was very, very good. I was about to say, Holiday Heart alone is great. I think y'all are... Y'all are lost in Holiday right? Heart and Melvin and Baby Boy. Melvin and Baby Boy is iconic. First of all, Baby Boy is a terrible film. And so trying to Baby Boy to justify anything to me is not finna fly. But also I feel like y'all are stuck in black no, nostalgia because Holiday Heart is Holiday Heart is also not a good movie. It is just a good black classic. So I like we let Holiday it be. Heart. They <laughs> They done played it so much on BET that y'all done got sucked no, in. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 
No, I have Baby Boy on DVD. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like it. All of the, there's Pulp Fiction, all the Mission Impossibles, um, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, he played you. He, he played the black guy Lilo and Stitch. Ten Cobra, Cobra Bubbles. Bubbles. I like Cobra Bubbles just fine. Ten. We didn't say that he. Did you say he the worst actor of all time? Just ten. I'm screaming. No, I get it. Should be, it should be nine spaces between him and Denzel Washington. I feel strongly enough about <laughs> I that. Give, I give him eight. <laughs> All right, Jalita, you got final vote. What's the, what numbers am I between eight and what? Ten. Eight and ten. <laughs> I give him eight. Ten. Only because I know who else is on the list, I gotta really? go ten. Ugh, I hate that. I can't. I I personally cannot see anybody else at like mm-hmm. on this list being ten. It should have been Makai Piper. <laughs> 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 but Tom was like, Lord, I did not I did not mention honey. honey. <laughs> Next. Next is Jonathan Majors because it is the year of our fine mm. chocolate brother. Oh, I'm now. I don't know if y'all have seen Creed three yet, but I'm gonna say three or I'm four. I'm gonna say three or four. I have not seen Creed three, but I can I can assume that it was great. Or if you've seen, Loki. I was gonna give him four because I've seen Loki and I've seen Lovecraft Country. Yeah. I'm fine with four. four. I can go four. I think that's a good spot for him, but I also can see that there would be two people above him. All right. Next up is the evilest nigga in showbiz, Blair Underwood. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you so good that I I hate you. you. (laughs) Okay. Because mm. he can play somebody just so villainous a little too well for my liking, I'm going to give him eight. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You, why do you like... always play an evil-ass nigga? Don't do that to him. He so getting typecast. Exactly. As somebody um, who does not like when people are typecast, and I think it's very stupid of us to typecast people, particularly in our community, I'm sorry. But I just feel, I feel like Blair need to be higher because we all hate him collectively because he's so good. Like, he's so good that he can, if he played somebody nice, I would be skeptical. Asunder was a little too unsettling for me. <laughs> right. That movie really keeps me up at night and like, stop being so good at that. Um, <laughs> But also in Sex in the City, he played like a not bad guy. And he was fine in that. So I could go. He's we is so I so Lorenz Tate is number seven. Is Blair Underwood a better actor than Lorenz Tate? Yes. I yes. think so too. Yes. Okay, I'll give him C. I I'm in, I was like, in what world is Lorenz Tate a better like, actor than Blair I'm, Underwood? No, I was like, no, I looked no, at it and I was like, no. wait a minute. Blair no, Underwood no. is a better actor. I feel like that episode of Family Guy. No, no, he haw. No, <laughs> we are not doing this. All right. 
What numbers do we have left? We have two, three, five, and eight. Two, three, five, and eight. Okay. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board because I don't feel like none of these people going to be two. But I'm going to go and see what we say. We might have to go back to the drawing board. Okay. My next person is Samuel Jackson. Ooh. You don't think Sam? Top three? I was, I was going to say three. Okay. I'm, I'm good with three or five. I go three. Go three. The hardest working man in showbiz. Let me tell you, snakes in the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking tired of these goddamn snakes on this goddamn. Just his work ethic is just, as in terms of an actor, it's just so amazing. If you ever hear about him, like in interviews or stuff like that, he has an amazing work ethic. Mm -hmm. And why he does Mm -hmm. so many movies. And also, Samuel L. Jackson is just funny as hell. <laughs> like, he's just always jokes in whatever he's in, no matter what. Danny Glover. Oh, two. Two, definitely. Yeah. Off the strength of Mr. from the color. I'll give you more Danny Glover, too. Hold on, let me just look up the discography. But yeah, off of Mr. Like Danny Glover can be evil. He can be funny. Also, Danny, and also when he played the the, the mean grandpa in uh, Death at a Funeral. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's one of my favorite roles he done did. Okay, okay, okay. You got you got like the weapon with this this last one because I feel like there's somebody who I would be like, but two. So right now we only have what two, two and what left? We've got five and eight. We got two, five, five and, eight. and eight left. If we put Danny at number two, we've only got five and eight. Okay, I'll give you the last two people are Eddie Murphy and Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I'm fine with Eddie Murphy. And, we can, and we're working with those yeah. three? Yep. So Danny Glover, Michael B. Jordan, Eddie Murphy. Okay, off rip, two, I think Michael five, B. Jordan eight. is yeah. eight. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is eight. Okay. I think Danny Glover should be at two. And I think that Eddie Murphy should be at five. I think Eddie Murphy should be at two. I love them uh, both. Because, like, okay, of the strength now, of Dream okay. Girls alone, and I love right, Eddie Murphy. And that's why I'm like, you know, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> I think, is, like, and, like I, I see where you're coming from, and I'm not mad either way, just because of how we had to formulate the list, but Eddie Murphy has an astounding range. Um, yes and I don't think that people give him credit for that um and in my perspective I think it's very not that well no that's not fair to say Danny Glover but I don't know I think I think Eddie Eddie Murphy's had a more iconic career he's had more iconic roles in Danny than Danny Glover in my opinion in your opinion yes in my opinion yes <laughs> and I'll stand I stand 10 toes down on that I was like, what, Mr. Glover? What, what, what you been? Danny Glover has been in some iconic roles. I'm not he saying that he Danny Glover himself. So he was in. Oh, she, he does see. See, yeah, he Who was. was right. Was <laughs> he was uh, right. He was um, Eddie Murphy's manager. And oh, we just and rediscovered um, Effie. Don't nobody remember that. Audible do. Because we got Lethal Weapon, you know, The Color Purple. I think those are his two, like, major iconic roles. 
there's the Rainmaker. There is uh, a Raising of the Sun from 1989. Um, beloved, beloved, beloved Buffalo Soldier. Death at, okay. Death at a Funeral, Almost Christmas, um, Angels out in the Outfield. Now you you got to take Almost Christmas. That's not I'm an iconic role. Almost Christmas. That's not iconic. No, <laughs> but um, Angels Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to give it to Danny at two. Okay. Eddie, I fought for you. I did. And, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, that's, for that was to me, it's Dream Girls, The Nutty Professor. Um, My goodness. Norbit. Norbit. Hold on. What the hell? Norbit is essential to the culture. To whom? I was about to say, Shrek? Come on and then Oh yeah, Mushu, Doctor Doodle, Mulan, The Haunted Mansion, Harlem. And I'm not saying it's more important, but like those are all like comedic roles. And I'm not saying that comedy is better than drama. I'm just saying that in terms of like range, I just think that Danny Glover has it a little bit over Eddie Murphy. I and again, I just disagree with that. I think it's a little bit more challenging to be a good. I think it's challenging. It's more challenging to be a, a comedic actor whose comedy is timeless. And I think as an actor, to me, and this is very much opinion-based, that is the hardest challenge any performer will ever have. And Eddie Murphy has done that and then some. There's not a single movie he has put out that that comedy does not re- resonate today. His last few movies in like the past 10 years have not been that good. Not all of them, but a lot. What films? He hasn't put anything he has- out. Coming to America too, and what oh, else? Oh, give me a second, Eddie Murphy. Um, now mind you, I love Eddie Murphy. I'm just saying that like some of his movies have not been great. Um, that's the, oh yeah, but coming to America too is the only no, there's more. Um, and it wasn't bad. It just didn't need a, to be. Give me a you second. Know, the sequel to such an iconic. Give movie. me a second. There's Meet Dave. Um, that was funny. You thought that me okay. Um, a thousand words. I like that movie. I don't think I saw that. Wait one. a minute. <laughs> Tower Heist. How do we forget Daddy Daycare? Daddy Daycare. Oh my God. I love those movies. Uh, let's see. This. Showtime. Uh, let's see. Um, well, no, Hot Tub Time Machine was kind of funny. It was. I like that movie. With the exception of, um, of, uh, You People and, um, Coming to America. Have you seen The um, the Adventure of Pluto Nash? It was fine. I mean, it wasn't his best, but it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, but, like, if we're gonna do that, then I feel like we need to go through, like, Danny Glover, you know? been hit for hit too no we did not talk about danny's bad films well i haven't seen many bad danny Glover films i was about to say i know i ain't seen all ants christmas breaking badasses ants let's not 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 too much on ants what i do not like that movie um but again i agree to disagree i do not like that film 
Um, he was in that that one weird wolf movie with the voiceovers. I'm I'm not talking about like anything. Things, I'm not really talking about discography. Alpha and Omega. Because we could put Jonathan Majors down if he really did that in terms of discography. I'm talking about like range in terms of like. I'm just saying that's what we we was ragging on Eddie. I was like, we got to keep it even, so we can put Danny at number two. But I'm just. I'm, I gotta. I had to go up for Eddie Murphy because I really feel like he should be here. But I'll, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with the group. I'll go. With and the I think group. if this was straight, straight like comedy actors, I think Eddie Murphy would actually be number one. I'll say that. I don't think I have always felt that it's unfair that dramatic actors get put on a pedestal over others because if that's the case then Denzel should not be number one because Denzel is not a good comedic and, and, no, and, and, and I agree um, with you on that but, end but I just think that like in terms of range overall I've seen Denzel Washington play some very funny characters and some very serious characters right no oh I have um and I who was Denzel been oh let me pull it up and then I've seen Danny Glover like Danny Glover and Death at a Funeral hilarious hilarious I was gonna say Danny Glover is one of the few who could who could play a comedy role. Um, but I just think Eddie does as well. Uh, Alrighty, well, I think that is gonna be a lovely note for us to wrap up this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please make sure you are subscribing to the podcast, leaving us a rating wherever you are streaming, and sharing with anybody you think would enjoy. It really helps us out. Um, be sure to follow us on socials and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.